Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Jesus knows how to ask a question. And the answer is no, of course. We know that. And yet the uncertainty of this year has caused many of us to worry about what tomorrow will hold. And to cope, uh, we look for as much information as we can possibly find. Many of us wake up staring at our phones, and we often repeat this ritual right before bed. There's even a new term for it, doom scrolling, or doom surfing if you uh, prefer a desktop. It's the practice of consuming uh, a seemingly endless amount of negative news online, which 2020 is apparently determined to continue to give to us. The real trouble, though, with doom scrolling is that with all of the clicking and the scrolling and the sharing, we think that we are actively participating. In reality, we exert very little power and are really not participating. We're just actively worrying. Jesus hints that the reason for our worry is not a lack of information. It's because we pretend to be in control of our lives. And if we believe that we are in control, we will always be worried. We'll worry if we are doing enough. We'll worry if we have enough or if we can hold on to what we have. We'll worry if what we have or don't have says anything about our value and our importance. Compared to this way of understanding our lives, Jesus invites us to consider ourselves more like the birds of the air and the lilies of the field, both uh, fully dependent on the mercy of God to meet their every need. This passage uh, comes at the end of Jesus's famous sermon on the Mount. And throughout this entire sermon, Jesus has uh, been trying to get his listeners to see uh, the world from God's point of view and to trust that ultimately God's kingdom will be on earth as it is in heaven. And yet we, uh, we all know, right, that by just telling ourselves to stop worrying won't actually work. The moment that we uh, try to persuade our brain not to worry, our brain rebels against us. Uh, and we find ourselves maybe even worrying more. So what are we supposed to do? Well, it might seem that worrying uh, about the future could actually help us in the present, I think it's actually the past that is of far more help to us. Alan Jacobs wrote uh, recently that one way to cope with the anxiety of the present is to expand our temporal bandwidth into the past uh, so that we can gain perspective on our current situation. Uh, part of what makes this practice of doom scrolling, doom scrolling so problematic uh, is that it makes us feel that our present circumstances are infinitely consequential, right? We believe that we are living in unprecedented times and through the most historic election of our lifetime. And while our, our current crisis is very serious, I don't want to downplay that. When we expand our temporal bandwidth into the past, we realize that this is not the first time that we have had to endure a deadly pandemic. 
It's not the first time that we have experienced a season of harsh politics. You might say, well, it's different this time. Okay, you may be right, but catastrophizing and speculating about the worst possible outcomes will only increase your worry. To be a Christian uh, is to be a part of a community filled with saints who give us, I think, the, the temporal bandwidth that we need at a time like this. When the pandemic first uh, hit, I began reaching out to uh, many members of our community, especially older members that uh, I was particularly concerned might feel uh, isolated and maybe a little bit anxious due to uh, how the pandemic was kind of affecting or the virus was affecting that population. And do you know what I found when I had these conversations? Not one older member of our congregation that I spoke to was in a state of panic. Many of them recalled to me different times in their life that were far more difficult. You might say that's because they weren't locked inside their house with a three-year-old, which is a fair point. But every person I spoke with displayed a, a steady trust in God that I was lacking. Why? I think it's because they had more temporal bandwidth than I did. One way we uh, can actively increase our temporal bandwidth is to remember the lives of faithful people who did as Jesus tells us to here, who sought God's kingdom in their own time and place. The, their stories give us courage and they inspire uh, our faith here and now. And in just a few moments today in this service, we're gonna recognize the names of those saints from our own covenant community who died this year. And one of the names that you're gonna see is Ed Summers. Uh, when Ed's wife, Kathy, died a few years ago, Ed wasn't really sure what to do. He was frozen by the grief and the loneliness and the uncertainty of his future without her. He prayed, my life as I know it has ended. Lord, please give me a new one. He was the young age of 80 years old at the time. I think about this prayer all the time, and frankly, I'm inspired by the faith that it took to pray it. Give me a new life at 80. God answered his prayer. A few people from our community reached out to Ed, and before long, Ed was uh, the most beloved member of almost every class and Bible study and small group that he was uh, a part of in this community. And if you knew Ed, you know why. He, uh, he asked the best questions. He didn't settle for easy answers. He had a generous spirit, and he loved extraordinarily well. He became a deacon and cared for many members of our community. And his prayer soon changed to, Lord, live in my heart. Show me your plan for my life and counsel me to pursue that plan. Lord, live in my heart. Show me your plan for my life. Counsel me to pursue that plan. Which sounds an awful, like seeking, an awful lot like seeking first the kingdom of God to me. Ed wasn't perfect, but he is someone I think about when things feel uh, out of control. 
His story is an example of how uh, living by faith can change a person, even if the circumstances stay the same. I know that uh, at least some of you might still wonder how Jesus can tell us not to worry when there's so much that is wrong in the world. And so I return to a very simple question. Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Sometimes when we are faced with a puzzle in Scripture, we can pray for understanding, or we can pray for humility before the mystery. And if you're not quite sure how to understand God's sovereign care for our world in the midst of a situation that looks as bad as the one we're currently facing, try praying for humility instead. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.